Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to these bonus episodes of Wine School Dropout. It's the summer. And while we're out of school, per se, we at One School Dropout want to share a summer in wine with you. In this mini-season, you'll hear about some cool things happening in the wine world. Think of this a little like summer school. And we're back in session. Enjoy. I was first approached by Lionel Boileau on LinkedIn. He asked me if I was interested in learning about a new wine concept. Of course I'm interested. We messaged back and forth and agreed on a time to have a recorded conversation where I could share his story and his new technique as it relates to winemaking. What follows is an interesting conversation about working in other countries and languages, doing old things in new ways, and believing in yourself. Here is Lionel Boyou of WeWine in Vignoble Maillard. I just came back like uh, almost yeah three years ago. I used to live in Shanghai for 22 years and then uh, finally I missed Provence and uh, everything. So I decided to move back with family. Ah, okay. Did you go there initially for wine? Uh, not exactly. No, I, I was just graduated. And you know, in France, before we had to serve the military uh, for a year, I didn't want to go there. So I postponed and I went to China first at first stage to learn Chinese. And then it happened, I found a job there. Uh, not very linked with wine. It was like industry. I was uh, I set up a factory doing air compressors. But when I went there in '96 um, to sponsor my my journey in China, uh, I had to find a job as well because my parents didn't want to sponsor me anymore. They told me you go to work now. Then uh, <laughs> then uh, I found out in uh, Chateau of Dupap. A winery was uh, very uh, interested to uh, penetrate the Chinese market, so they um, they gave me some money and a ticket, return ticket to go there and try to uh, open the market for them. So this is what I did within a month, actually. So that's where I started my experience in China. I came back to wine in 2005 or six, when uh, actually the export manager of the previous winery 
moved from uh, this winery to another winery and uh, asked me to help him to uh, get into Chinese market again. <laughs> and um, even if I, I had no background with wine, I thought it was maybe more fun to deal with wines and with uh, compressor and hair tools. So that's where I started to do uh, wine and business in China. And finally, it worked. So uh, since 2008, I really focus on uh, wine business now. So you've still been in it for a while, since 2008, but it's interesting how you made the transition from air compressors to wine, and then also even just how you did that in China, a whole different place. How was that for you in China, trying to build a business in a land that wasn't your own, and then also a language that wasn't your own? As I said, I first studied Chinese, so it took me a couple of years to uh, be able to negotiate in Chinese with Chinese people. But um, to be honest, it's not easy to work with Chinese people. It's because we are completely different and we don't have the same habits. So um, sometimes you believe it's a deal, but it's not a deal. And uh, it's always uh, interesting and um, surprising uh, market and people. But I really love to spend time there because uh, they're nice. They they know how to live, to welcome people. At the beginning, I was just selling wine from uh, Rhone Valley and uh, especially some uh, Ventoux AOC. It was pretty um, entry-level wine. I was probably one of the first to to offer Ventoux wine in uh, in China. So at the the beginning, we, we made a good sales in terms of quantity. But then, of course, more and more people get into this market with a similar range of wines in terms of price and quality. Then I decided in early 2010 or something like that to move into uh, uh, organic and biodynamic wines uh, because uh, I have not the same potential in terms of cash flow to compete with big importers in China. So um, I prefer to find a niche and um, I try to develop uh, organic wines in China. So um, that's what I did. And uh, till three years ago, I decided to move back to France. But here I came back with uh, different plans. One of them is what, what we're going to talk about today is this wine infused with music. I'm glad you mentioned that because I am absolutely fascinated by um, the new concept and the wine infused with music. Can you tell us a little bit about that concept? So first of all, this one is about a, is a story of a meeting, uh, encounter. When you travel, you, know, you meet a lot of people. And I met another French lady who used to be abroad and came back to Marseille and now she's in Barcelona. And she's a sound therapist. She treats people, often she treats, she uh, treats with uh, music. And uh, after talk, she, she mentions wine might have some influence uh, in a wine process. So I was pretty interested. She did it before with a small winery on a very small quantity and only on a rosé wine. But um, I thought this experience has to be better and, and uh, to, to be deeper. So uh, first of all, I, I decided to pick up um, an appellation, like a Chateau de Pape, more prestigious. And then we, I decided to, to talk to Françoise Roumieux, which is, who is uh, owner of the Vignoble Maillard. And uh, I asked her if I could buy uh, all the grapes from one plot in order to, uh, to be able to make uh, 20,000 bottles 
which is 10,000 of the wine infused uh, with music. And the other 10,000 would be the same wine with the same grapes, with the same blending, but without music. And that would be easier to compare and to see really if the music has influence or not on a wine. So that's how it started. And why Chateauneuf de Pop? Was it because of the prestige of that name? Um, and you figured that people would be more um, inclined to go with that instead of maybe uh, a lower prestige region or? There are three reasons. Okay. Uh, the first reason was, um, of course, to meet people who were willing to do this experience with me. And uh, I met Francoise earlier than before for another um, small uh, business. So uh, I, I saw she was pretty open-minded and uh, keen to make such experience. The second reason was, of course, uh, Chateau Vipap is more prestigious. So it would be easier to talk about this kind of wine with such prestigious uh, wine, I guess. And uh, the third reason is the, the fact to make this experiment uh, require some uh, equipment um, because you have to make a melody, then you have to make this uh, bad grapes and wine listening music. So you have to implant speaker inside. So there is kind of extra costs if you, you compare the both wines. And with um, lower uh, prestigious wine, then the cost would make uh, the selling price much different. Let's say if you have a wine used to be maybe five or six euro, it would be the double. Wine here, there is not such big gap. So um, people, they won't, they won't be uh, afraid to, to, to buy it. Okay, so what you're saying is the reason you own with the wine of Chateauneuf de Pop is one, for the name, uh, two, because you knew someone there. And then also because the wine already commands a certain price, adding in this kind of expensive process and maybe upping the price a little more, people would still be um, apt or inclined to purchase the wine at this different price. Yes. That makes sense. And that, that's why you're the businessman. Uh, <laughs> going into this experiment and thinking about playing music for um, the grapes and then also the vines as well, or was it just uh, the grapes in the vineyard and then the vats and fermentation? So what we did exactly is we took four kind of grapes from the same plot and uh, we made a blending before. What I mean is usually when you do wine, especially in uh, our area here, you make the wine first with a Syrah and then in the other vat, the Grenache, in a third vat, the Morbet and so on and so on. We could not afford to use eight vats. So we had to do the blending uh, at the first step. The music get in only in a vat. So just during the boss fermentation. Did you have an idea of what could happen? And then also, what results were you expecting? I was pretty sure something would happen uh, because it was done already, as I said before, in a smaller quantity with a smaller winery. And so I knew uh, there were some results, but uh, I, I didn't know if it would be better or not. So that, that was kind of uh, expectation was, of course, to um, improve the, um, the quality of the wine. And uh, finally, you will have to, to tell me later, but uh, when you will try it. But yeah, most of the people who try, 
they really even prefer the wine infused with music, which is nice, actually. Of course, that would definitely be nice to hear for someone to say, yes, we prefer this one with the music, because this is something new to me. I had never heard of this before as it relates to wine. I actually read an article um, a while ago, but then revisited it when um, I was speaking with you by email, but this was done with cheese. And uh, during the um, cheese making, they played different types of music and they wanted to see if the cheese would taste different based on the, the music and it did. So it only makes sense that um, it would taste different with wine. Is there a particular science behind this as it relates to sound and flavor? So far, we believe it's vibrations, but um, as you just mentioned for cheese, for the next vintage, we would like to uh, change a bit the experimentation and make maybe smaller quantities, but uh, with, as you said, with different kind of music. Because today we used some melody with jazz, and uh, so it's only jazz music. But we are very interested to renew the experimentation and, and try uh, some different music as well with the same wine to see if it's only finally a vibration or kind of vibration because of course uh, people uh, even plant actually if you put some uh, jazz music well it's slow it's just pretty slow if you put some uh, hard rock well it would be something else probably so that's very we are very curious about that but um just another point which is very interesting i guess is during the fermentation it's a process to transform sugar into alcohol right and with music it was faster than without music. So that's very uh, interesting. That is interesting. I wonder why, but I guess as you do this uh, experiment more and more, you will start to have some uh, results and be able to write those down and kind of see a pattern of why things are working the way they are working. That's fascinating. We believe because uh, the yeast is kind of uh, living thing. So we believe the yeast was stimulated by the music, actually. So that's why uh, we would be very interested to see if we do the same, but do with different kind of music, if there is as well different taste or different uh, uh, speed in a process as well. So that would be the next one. Let's try to sell the first. <laughs> first right, right. First things first, baby yeah. steps. Let's sell the first one. You have this process down. mentioned um, uh, trying different musics later, but you use jazz for this one. Why jazz? The first reason is to try to compare the yes to me or to a human being. If I, I listen jazz eight hours a day from uh, eight morning to 5 p.m., well, it would be okay. But if I listen some uh, electro or hardcore or punk music or whatever, for eight hours, I would be very tired. So I was thinking maybe the yes would be the same. So that's the first reason. It's just that I believe it's much more easier to listen this kind of music than other for such long time. The second reason is pretty typically marketing point is I believe this kind of wine might be appreciated in a jazz bar or in such a cool place. 
uh, I have I've been to different kind of uh, live band concerts or whatever. But if you go to a, a reggae one, for example, people drink beers, and same for uh, rock or art, art rock, they just drink beers and not wine. So, uh, in terms of marketing as well, uh, it was easier to to focus on people who might be interested as well in both jazz and wine. And did you have some favorite jazz artists that you use when you came up with the melody for this? Or how did you even, once you said, okay, we're going to use jazz, then deciding on what jazz to use? At the beginning, really beginning of the experiment, uh, we wanted to use a, a Chinese jazz singer because I was still in China and I, was, uh, I had the idea to, to make something with her in China. But we didn't have the same target. So finally, I preferred to decide to use uh, different kind of jazz band and uh, to make uh, my own melody with this Miss um, Griffith, uh, the, the sound therapist I mentioned before. This is a very kind of different concept when it comes to wine. So there may have been people that weren't necessarily on board with it. Did you have any naysayers or people didn't think this would be a good idea? And if so, what did you say to them, if anything? I talked to Francoise first, the um, winery owner. And uh, of course, her nephew uh, works there and is in charge of the winemaking process. And he didn't laugh at me, but kind of. At the beginning, he was just very doubtful. And he was just smiling and saying, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, you, you are going to buy my wine, so it's fine. But he it, it was not really, I don't say into the project. He was curious, of course, but he didn't believe at all. So he was, uh, yeah, doubtful. But now, if you talk to him, he's really amazed. And uh, he's really happy. And now they are really expecting me to sell this wine. And offer them the plans, the next plan for the next vintage, because they, yeah, they are very happy with the results. But yes, of course, I met a lot of people. I was talking about my experience because this started in uh, 2019. I've been talking to this project, to friends, to anyone for, for the last two years. And obviously most of them, they were either curious, but laughing as well, as well because they were thinking I'm crazy. Uh, so I believe a lot of people, even professional ones, they will be uh, either curious or maybe sometimes they will think this is uh, just a joke or a crazy experience. But I just have to say, try it. <laughs> Agreed. And I think whenever someone does something new and innovative and different, there are people that speak out against it or laugh or kind of make fun of it. If you think about the greats in technology, they had the same thing and that happened to them. So it's only natural that this happened to you, but we are very glad that you pushed through and said, okay, laugh if you want, wait till my wine comes out. It's going to be amazing. Exactly. That's what I was expecting. And uh, to be honest, we are very pleased with the reserves. And I mean, now my only pressure is to sell it. But beside, we, I'm convinced we made a quality product. It's beautiful and is really good to drink. So uh, I'm pretty pleased. I can hear that in your voice that you are very proud of your product. You are satisfied with the result. This is a, my little again. baby. <laughs> so it has been two years. We are waiting for this moment. And now he is here. So uh, I'm talking to you now because it was just produced and um, 
and ready to sell. So I don't have any result yet about the sales, but in terms of quality, I'm very happy. So yes. We gotta get it out there. People need to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's Chateauneuf du Pop now, and uh, I'm assuming that you will continue with that as well. Do you think you will be trying this process and this method out with any other regions, types of grapes, um, AOCs? I haven't decided yet. That would be another one to compare maybe the same music with maybe the same grapes, but from different area. So that would be another experience. But if it's just for compare, maybe people who are pleased with the first experience, they will try it as well. But um, it could be very interesting, but I don't know yet. Okay, so we have to get them addicted and very into and excited about and have each person be like an ambassador for this experience. Tell all their friends, shout it from the rooftops. But it depends. Maybe a lot of people will follow up what we did because if you ask to Francoise, she's really interested in and she was thinking to enlarge it. But uh, it would take time, but she's, she's considering to enlarge it to, uh, to all the different uh, plots because uh, plot wine range, I would say, mm -hmm. because she's, she's very happy with the result herself. Ah, so not only have you won over the people and yourself, like other people are thinking like, let's, let's expand. So you're thinking like that already. I'm open with my partners to, to investigate in a different way to make a funny wine, not funny, but unusual wine or uh, original wine, I mean. Well, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate this uh, conversation with you and being able to get a little more insight into you and your product at We Wine and then the Chateau Neuf du Pop. It's with Domaine uh, Maynard, is that correct? Yes, Maynard, you're Maynard. Thank you, Tanisha, for your time. And um, so we have been uh, sent one package for you with two bottles, then you can compare those two. And um, I'm expecting your feedback and hopefully you will like it. <laughs>
all of my wine bar recommendations and pictures in one place. Tons of photos of the City of Light. Classic or natural wines, big euros or centimes, we've got all tastes covered in this wine guide. For purchase, visit my website, www.girlmeetsglass.com and select 75 in the 75 wine guide. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 